1: We thought they were. we're about to I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. Woo!
0: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
1: Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What does it take... to be a first-round quarterback. What does it take? Do y'all even know? I'm not sure I know. I wonder if you know. What does it take to be a first-round draft pick as a quarterback? Let me let me uh, say it a different way. What if we said it like this? What does it take statistically... To be a first-round quarterback. (laughs) Think on that a minute and tell me what you think. You can call me on the Divinity phone at 995-1059. You can text me on the text line at 885-ESPN. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service, people you get to deal with one-on-one. It's the way it ought to be in insurance, you know. A lot of times when dealing, it's not necessarily the the, the buying or getting set up with insurance. It's then dealing with it when something happens, when it's time to make a claim, a house, or, you know, a car, God forbid, a life. And that phone calls could happen anytime. It could be 2 a.m., Wouldn't it be great if you know that person and you really need them in that moment and you have their cell phone number? Or if it's Sunday afternoon or you know, Wednesday night at 10 o'clock? Yeah, and that's the way it is with Farm Bureau, local agents. It's the way it ought to be. It's the way it is. It's the way it ought to be. So here is that question for you. What's it take to be a first-round draft pick quarterback? If I'm thinking right, I could have dreamed this up, but I believe I'm seeing people – um, referencing Jake Fromm of Georgia as a potential first-round pick. I don't subscribe to the um, stuff at, at ESPN.com like Mel Kuyper and all that. I, I probably should. Well... And I don't know that I should say that since I, well, the cat's out of the bag, I've already said it now. <laughs> I mean, my show is on an ESPN affiliate. Here are the names. Like anywhere you look, anywhere you look, people are talking about Justin Herbert from Oregon, big guy, 6'6, 230. Tua Tongavaloa is the number two QB prospect out of Alabama. And Jake from Georgia as the number three QB prospect for the 2020 draft. The other names outside of those three, I I guess what I'm saying to you is, number one, as a listener of my show, I want you to be educated. I want you to know. I want you to know with 100% certainty that what I'm telling you right now, you're about to get an earful of this for the next year. Top three draft prospects at quarterback. Justin Herbert, Oregon to a tongue of a low Alabama, Jake from Georgia. Other names that could play well and maybe threaten as high draft picks, K.J. Costello from Stanford. He's one. Jacob Eason from Washington, the Georgia transfer. Nate Stanley at Iowa, big guy, playing in kind of a pro-style deal. Tough. I'm impressed with him. Saw him in person. Um, People are talking about Joe Burrow. Big guy. We'll see what he does. He runs pretty well. 6'4", 216. I still say his style of play and everything reminds me a whole lot of Bo Wallace. Sam Ellinger, quarterback, Texas. Steven Montez, Colorado. And Shea Patterson, Michigan. Those are kind of your top ten or so names. That are really talked about a lot in terms of the highest draftable potential first rounders, all that kind of stuff. And those top three, though, Justin Herbert, Oregon, Tua Tagovailoa, Alabama, and Jake Fromm, Georgia, are pretty safe bets to be one, two, three, four, somewhere in there when all this rolls around. So. I didn't intentionally, when I started studying Jake Fromm the last couple of days, getting ready to put out this video that I put out there today, check my Twitter feed or look me up on YouTube, Facebook, you'll see it. I didn't intentionally want to get into the whole, you know, statistically, what has he done as compared to you know, former draft picks and that kind of thing. But that's just the path that eventually went down. So let me give you the info now. The question was for you, what do you have to do statistically to be a first-round draft pick in qu- at quarterback? What do you have to do? Let's take a look at the last two NFL draft classes. So this year, April 2019, Kyler Murray, number one pick. And then last year, 2018, Baker Mayfield number one pick. Let's take a look at those. Those two classes. The quarterbacks that went in the first round this year, 2019, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, and Dwayne Haskins from Oklahoma, Duke, and Ohio State, respectively. The year before that in the first round, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Lamar Jackson. Those are your first-round quarterbacks the last two years. So obviously going back to 2018, you had a bunch more. There were five first-round QBs. This past year, there were only three first-round quarterbacks, but eight altogether, first-round QBs in the last two classes. Of all those names I just mentioned, I want to see if anybody can get this. <clears throat> I put it out there on Twitter as a poll, and folks have done pretty well, but a whole bunch of people have gotten it wrong too. Of all those names I mentioned, who had the best passing numbers in their last year of college ball? Who had the best passing numbers in the last year of their college season, college career? Proud being drafted in the first round. Mayfield, Darnold, Allen, Rosen, Lamar Jackson, Murray, Daniel Jones, and Haskins. Who was it? Anybody know? Text me if you know the answer. 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. The Vinny Equipment phone line is 995-1059. I'm going to come back and tell you the answer in just a bit. All right. So statistics are hard, but on the radio especially, but, but here you go. Eight quarterbacks, drafted in the first round the last two years. Four of them were 4,000 yard passers. Four of the eight were 4,000 yard passers in their final year. Two more of them were over 3,000 yard passers their final year. Only two Of the first-round quarterbacks the last two years, failed to pass for 3,000 yards. Daniel Jones, Duke. And Josh Allen, Wyoming. Josh Allen had some injury stuff his final year. He only threw for 1,800 yards. 1,812 yards his last year. But as a junior, he was over 3,000 yards. That's the asterisk there. So... Let me say this to you another way, Giants fans and everybody else. Listen to this. Of the eight quarterbacks taken in the first round, of the eight quarterbacks taken in the first round the last two years, Daniel Jones out of Duke is the only one that never threw for 3,000 yards or more in his college career during a season. He's the only one that never did it. So what does that mean? I, there's no definitive line in the sand standard that that defines this. In other words, don't take it as, well, you have to throw for 3,000 yards. You don't. <clears throat> you know, different years, different situations. Some guys miss time because of injuries, all that kind of stuff. We get it. But just know this, it's rare. It's rare that in today's age of college football, it's rare that a guy doesn't throw at any point for 3,000 yards or more as a quarterback, yet still gets drafted in the first round. It's really rare. Certainly recently it's rare. Daniel Jones was a three-year starter. He was three and done. At Duke, freshman year, 2,800 yards and 16 TDs, 9 picks. Junior year, 2,600 yards, 14 TDs, 11 picks. Senior year, last season, 2,600 yards, 22 TDs, 9 picks. His stats ain't great. They are not great. His last two years, they went to bowl games. On the text line at 885 ESPN, it says it means Duke doesn't have any good wide receivers. Duke doesn't have the kind of players around him that Baker Mayfield had, does it? Or that Kyler Murray had, or that Dwayne Haskins had. Well, nobody's gotten it, so I'm going to tell you. And this is going to go back to an earlier point that was made also. Of the eight quarterbacks drafted in the first round the last two years, the one that had the best passing season of all of them, his last year of college, prior to going in the first round, it was not Baker Mayfield who threw for 4,627 yards, 43 touchdowns, and only six interceptions. It wasn't him. It was not. Tyler Murray, this past year, who completed 69%, 4,300 yards, 42 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. It wasn't either of those guys. It wasn't Sam Darnold at USC who threw for 4,000 yards and 26 touchdowns, 13 picks. Out of all of them taken in the first round the last two years, a guy who had the best passing season prior to getting drafted, this past year, Dwayne Haskins, of Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins. All of them. 70% completions. 4,831 yards. 50. 50. Touchdowns. Passing. And eight interceptions. The guy completed 70% of his throws and only needed 169 yards more to get to 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. It's really not close. I mean, Mayfield's sort of close, but Haskins completed a better percentage and threw seven more touchdowns and more yards. It's really not that close. Baker Mayfield's the only one even close to Haskins. First-round pick. This is the same quarterback from Ohio State that Stephen A. Smith sat up on ESPN and said the, the phrase, he's mainly just a runner. I'm telling you what's the truth. If you ever needed an example, I mean, there it is. All you got to do is be outrageous. I'm telling you right now. And I, it's terrible advice, but it's the truth. I'm not giving you advice. I'm not telling you you should. I'm just telling you the truth. You want to be famous, be outrageous and dumb. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be accurate. Just be outrageous and dumb. You'll get noticed. (laughs) Dwayne Haskins. The text line says, Yeah, but look who the coach is, QB guru David Cutcliffe. So let's compare. Daniel Jones drafted ahead of Dwayne Haskins. I ask you the question, what does it take to get drafted in the first round as a quarterback? Daniel Jones was taken ahead of Dwayne Haskins. Jones completed 60%. Haskins completed 70 Jones threw for 2,600 yards. Haskins, almost 5,000. Like he literally almost doubled up the passing yards. Jones threw 22 touchdowns and nine picks. Haskins threw 50 and eight. (laughs) Think about that. 28 more touchdowns and one fewer interception? It ain't even in the same universe. But one got drafted before the other. So it is not an exact science when we talk about drafted. The Daniel Jones thing to the Giants, this is... Cutcliffe and Eli Manning running that show. And Daniel Jones is their guy. Haskins can play and can throw it. All right. But I started talking about Jake Fromm. and This is what I wanted to tell you about Jake Fromm. Again, we talk about how unusual it is. I just told you how the numbers, same number of games, same level of competition. Yeah, but different teammates. I get it. But I just gave you the numbers and told you, how Daniel Jones, who went in the first round, his numbers pale in comparison to everybody else on there. He's the only one that never had a year that he throws for more than 3,000 yards. And here's Jake Fromm, a projected first-round pick, top three. And I like the guy, and I think he's good. And I don't disagree that he could be a franchise quarterback for somebody in the NFL. I don't disagree with that. But as a freshman in 2017 at Georgia, Fromm throws for 2,600 yards. And last year, he threw for 2,700 yards. This will be his junior season, likely his final one. Two years ago, as a freshman, he threw 24 touchdowns, seven picks. Last year, he threw 30 touchdowns and six picks. Completion percentage. He was at 62 as a freshman. He was at 67 last year. He's improved in every category. Completion percentage, up. Yards, up. Touchdowns, six more. Interceptions, one fewer. But still has not even really sniffed a 3,000-yard passing season. He's had multiple 1,000-yard rushers on both teams. Two years ago, he had Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle both 1,000-yard rushers. Last year, he had Swift and Holyfield, two 1,000-yard rushers. Swift is back. Jake Fromm's numbers that he has produced and will produce will absolutely pale in comparison to these other guys. Outside of Daniel Jones, he's the only one he compares to. They won't even come close to reaching what Dwayne Haskins put up at Ohio State. What Mayfield did in the air at Oklahoma, Kyler Murray. No, he won't. Josh Allen's last year at Wyoming was bad. But as a junior, he lit it up, through for 3,000 yards. Jake Fromm's stuff, his numbers are going to pale in comparison to these other guys. You know, does he throw for 3,000 yards this year? It would take a, a big jump from what he did a year ago. He'd have to be on a team that depends on the pass more. They just lost their number one receiver. Got himself in trouble. They kicked him out of school. They didn't have anybody on last year's team come close to being a 1,000-yard receiver. They spread the ball around a lot. So his numbers at Georgia, they are going to pale in comparison to these other guys going in the first round. What does it tell you? I think it tells you that There are things that go into, in some cases, these quarterbacks being first-round picks, there are things that go into them that you can't evaluate. Things that, yes, just like it says on the text, that college success does not always guarantee pro-success, sure, that's exactly right. But there are other things going into it, too. There are a lot of other things going into it. And some guys come through there, and because of who they are and who they played for, um, maybe it's their personality, ability to handle stuff, they're going to get a shot. Listen, I'll tell you like it is. I'm going to tell you exactly like it is. You take a player who is not clean cut, And maybe everybody doesn't necessarily like his personality. Okay. And maybe he got in trouble once. Let's say he got, you know, violation of team rules, which meant he was, you know, marijuana. Let's say that's what it was. You take that guy that I just described and give him the same exact numbers, same exact numbers, completions, incompletions, and wins and losses as Daniel Jones at Duke. And the guy that I described gets nowhere near the first round of the NFL draft. Not even in, not even like in the same city during draft weekend. And it must is some other things that go into it, and it's hard to project and hard to evaluate. Let's find it very very interesting. I wonder what he's going to do. I think he's a good QB. I'll get your thoughts and opinions on it next on the phone and on the text. So get them in. Stick around. I love it. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Roger, you having a good day so far? Yeah, so far, so good. So far, so good?
0: Still getting used to the new schedule. How are you liking it?
1: Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I, I really am. I find it easier to get more packed into a day. Yeah. Because it used to feel like the entire morning was kind of gone, but I feel like I have two parts to the workday outside of on the air, as opposed to I used to only have one. <laughs> Regardless of oh. the hours and the minutes being actually the same, I was going to bring uh,
0: some Popeye's chicken in and gloat, but I, I didn't get get around to it.
1: Man, and <laughs> where you are there in the uh, studio, you don't have to go far. No, About a half some, mile down the road to get some Popeyes. Whoo, I love my cousin. Love you w-
0: some chicken from Popeyes.
1: Go get me some. My cousin, when we were small, she used to say Popeyes. <laughs> she didn't say Popeyes. She said Popeyes chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little Harry Carey in her. Uh-huh. Hey! Hey, Puppets. Hey, Puppets. <laughs> that's right. Over here on the uh, text line, 885-ESPN, that's how you text the show. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Call me on the Divinity phone, 995 1059 Text line says, look at Brett Favre's college numbers compared to his pro numbers. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't compare. I know. Numbers don't always predict it. No, they don't. And not at all the point of what I'm saying. But what I'm pointing to is first-round draft pick. Okay, and that's a significant thing because Brett Favre was not a first-round draft pick. When was he drafted? That seems like something that I ought to know off the top of my head, but I don't. Thank goodness for Google, right? 33rd overall, is that what it was? Second round. Right. Okay. There's an example way back when. That's a long time ago. I got news for you. We may not want to admit it, Roger, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> and he was
0: a Falcon.
1: Yeah. The Falcons took him in the 91 draft. But... 33rd pick, second round. All right, so numbers. And the context was first round. You don't see very many first round picks without ooh, ah, passing numbers. You just don't see it much. And like I, you know, pointed those out to you. It's it's rare. Um, and again, you're right. The College numbers aren't always an indication. But I have news for you, okay? I have news for you. If you are in the Power 5 level of football, if you're a quarterback in the Power 5 level of football, SEC, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10, and you're a quarterback in those conferences, playing those schedules, and you are – throwing for 3000 yards well over 60% and you got a really good touchdown interception ratio i got news for you listen to me when i say this listen you can complete passes in the nfl you can all of you round them up right now you you right now you're listening to me going okay this guy on the radio is starting to sound like he's a know-it-all, and they got all these highly-paid scouts and GMs and coaches that apparently he thinks he's smarter than them. No, that's not it at all. I'm not saying I'm smarter than them. I'm just saying that I'm not in that world, and sometimes when you're not, you can see it more clearly than you can when you're in it.
0: Forest and trees thing.
1: Absolutely. And here's what I'm saying. Round them all up. All the quarterbacks – Starting in the Power Five conferences, who meet this criteria. They're 3,000 yard passers or better. They are 60% or better. And they got big time three to one touchdown to interception ratios. And guess what? Put them all in the room, and every one of them. Can complete passes in the NFL. <laughs> That's simple. Now, I'm not saying at all that if you're not in that room, you can't. Because you might. Jake Fromm may do it. Brett Favre did it. Lots of them have done it. Phil Simms. Carson Wentz didn't even play in the, the, the Power Five. Played at North Dakota State, Division II. Double A, all right, FCS, but won national championships. His final – Carson Wentz's final year at North Dakota State, he missed about half of it because of an injury. Missed about half of it. He got healthy just in time to play in the national title game, and guess what they did? They won. I'm not saying you have to be in that room. I'm saying if you are in that room, you can do it. End of story. You can. You can complete passing the NFL. Now it seems – all right, so – Throw darts at me and say Bo Wallace. Well, Bo Wallace, yep, big old numbers. Power Five beat Alabama. Didn't m- make it in the NFL. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they can. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you why I'm making this point. There has been a thread throughout today's show. We talked about it. When we talked about how wrestling figured it out. Just be a big loud mouth, full of hot air, and be outrageous, and you can make a name for yourself. Make a living. And then I told you about Stephen A. sitting up there on ESPN saying that Dwayne Haskins was more of a runner. The best passing numbers in the first round of the draft we've had in two years. Okay, here's the thread. People said Dak Prescott couldn't play quarterback in the NFL. Now, stay with me a minute. Hold on. Stay with me. Stay with me. Let me ask you a couple of questions. You're driving up and down the road. You're listening on your earbuds. Answer this. Do you remember when people said that Dak Prescott wasn't going to be a... Couldn't throw the ball well enough to be an NFL quarterback? Who said it? Text me. Let me know. Y'all know who. Bunch of them. Who are they? Couldn't do it. He's a tight end. This ain't hard at all. As a junior at Mississippi State, Prescott completed 62% of his passes, 3,449 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. And then his senior year, he got even better. Okay. Y'all remember, senior year, he went 66%, 3,793 yards, 29 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Huh. What I'm telling you, Dak was not a first rounder. We know. Look what he's done in the NFL. And what I'm telling you is his stat line of actual production. I'm not talking about footwork and the underwear Olympics and 40 time and height and weight and arm slot. I'm not talking about any of that crap. I'm talking about actual production. What matters most. Dak Prescott's stat line in his final year of college would be top 4 5 among all the first round quarterbacks taken in the last 2 years yet you had hot air balloons on your television and radio telling you that he couldn't complete passes in the NFL folks listen think for yourself If you trust me, listen. I'm not here to be outrageous. I'm not here to get your attention by throwing out a bad word. You want to go be shot, go do it. There's some of those guys you need to turn them off. Stick around. Ba, 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 ba. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Y'all want some more JSU? Roger, I kind of, every time I play this, I get the feeling it's your favorite because it's their fight song. Get ready. Yeah, get ready. Isn't this what they play when they score a touchdown? I think so. I hope it is. They have a song for every occasion. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed um, on that the website that I found. It's got all the JSU, Sonic Boom music and songs. Is I couldn't help but wonder if every band's repertoire is that extensive. And from every... Genre and generation of music you could possibly think of. Somebody called in, well, somebody called in and said, hey, go back and look at Joe Montana from Notre Dame to what he did for the 49ers. I mean, Montana. He was just so good. He was so silky smooth and accurate. Just uncanny accuracy in the NFL. Brady, sixth-round pick. Look at him. He's the best that's ever done it. You know, football is so much different. It's a team game. It's not like you're a pitcher out on the mound and it's all you. It's not like you're a golfer on a tee box and you got to hit the fairway and it's all on you. It's just so much different, so many different things that can play into it. You know, sometimes as a quarterback, you can do everything exactly right and the other guys just play good. The other team just plays well. Sometimes you can do a lot of things wrong as a quarterback, and the other guys are just terrible. <laughs> and it makes you look good. Believe me, I know. Um, so football is a little different for sure. But Let's see. Walton on the text line says, for what it's worth, I like your new time slot better. Yeah, we're liking it around here. You know, it's look, it's two hours here, it's two hours there. It's working out. I think Chris – I did hear Beaver yesterday, Roger, say that this whole getting up earlier is a little bit of a different thing.
0: Yeah, Ben. uh, Ben doesn't like his routine disturbed too much.
1: (laughs) And he said that one thing is shocking to him is, you know, he and Chris have moved into this 10 to noon time slot, so they're up earlier. And and he said what's interesting is to walk into work – And the sales office is buzzing, and people are on the phone, and they're selling stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because by the time he gets here, we run him off.
1: Yeah. He said, normally like this time slot, he's coming in there, and it's empty because everybody's out at lunch, and they're going to make some outside sales calls in the afternoon, which means they may sell, and they may, I don't know, go hit the golf ball. (laughs) (laughs) Panning.
0: Nails done. I mean, if you're Jake. (laughs) Get your hair lifted.
1: Yeah, get your hair lifted. (laughs) I wouldn't know how to... You have to get it pointed. (laughs) I would not know what it feels like to have a store-bought haircut anymore.
0: Uh, It's been so
1: long. It has been so long. I'm talking, what am I looking at now? Five, six, seven years since somebody else had to cut my hair? Uh, all right. Listen to this. Are you all these young
0: cats taking that medicine now so they keep their hair? Oh, really? Yeah. Wait a minute. Taking what? <laughs> they, there's some some pill you can take. And I don't can't... know what the side effects are. I mean, so they're taking a pill
1: to keep their hair? Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: once it's gone, it's gone. They say.
1: Oh, so you're telling me it's too late? Unless you do like Biden and go get the plugs. Can't do that, man. I just have too much pride.
0: I tell you, LeBron's is finally looking right. Yeah. If it took him a while with all his money.
1: Oh yeah. Can I just say something to everybody out there listening, who you either yourself or you know someone who wears a toupee? (laughs) I'm not saying. Well, I'm not saying. Look, far be it from me to tell you what's right and wrong. You want to wear a hairpiece? Wear it. If that makes you happy. And you feel good, and it keeps your head from getting sunburned. You don't mind sweating up in that sucker?
0: How about getting one, though? Guys, help us. Help us maintain the illusion. Uh, just get one that matches your <laughs> sideburns, please.
1: Get, yeah. get a matching. All right. So here's or our color her your
0: sideburns. I mean, you can't have, like, you know, so, so let's bright white sideburns and jet black hair. <laughs> uh,
1: no, uh, <laughs> mop top at that let's call an audible right now and i'm going to edit my advice i've got instead of one point i've now got two the <laughs> first point is just like roger said if you're going to get a toupee or a hairpiece you need to get one that matches what, what's already there my, the other part of this is listen just understand something understand something you're not fooling anyone. <laughs> Let me say this again. The most expensive hairpiece. The best two-pay job. I don't know what you call it. Everybody knows. Let's just not have that illusion. And again, I don't have anything against anybody who does it. Fine, wear it. I'm just saying. Understand. We know. We like, we Sh- all. Shatner know. had a pretty good one. He didn't fool anybody. We knew. <laughs> and again, if you wear it, you wear it. Just Bert don't Riddens wear. One, just yeah. don't wear it under the illusion that we're fooled. And I know that it might not be about fooling. See, my thing is, if it's just about covering your head up, put a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. <clears throat> Here's some more advice. Don't send threatening messages via social media (laughs) now this is great advice Uh, roger around here in this state they call it egg bowl twitter that's what they call it they call it egg bowl twitter means they get after each other a south carolina woman has been arrested for allegedly sending more than 200 harassing messages to someone via social media Reports are that 50 year old Katherine Lee Witt was charged with harassment. This was yesterday. In the arrest warrant, it says that Witt created multiple fake social media accounts to send the messages and told the victim that they were being, quote, surveilled and monitored. Police say the bombardment caused the victim to suffer mental and emotional distress. A conviction on a charge of first-degree harassment is punishable by up to three years in prison and a $1,000 fine. Now, those two things don't match to me. Maybe it's like if we're going to send you to jail for three years, we're going to take it easy on the fine part.
0: Well, maybe that goes to some kind of restitution or something. Maybe. What was it all about, though? What did it? It seems like there's something missing. I mean, well,
1: see, what got her what got her ire up? This is what I would say. Is there a man involved? Yes, got to be. I think this is a jealousy thing. Because why else would you make up these different accounts and then tell someone they are being surveilled and monitored? So it's either like an ex who told her I'm not seeing so and so. And so then it's either that or it's a it's you know woman to mistress or that's a perception anyway. One or the other. That's what I think. But the point is this, this is South Carolina. I don't know how the laws align or differ in the state of Mississippi. I just know if it can't happen there, it could probably happen here. And so if you are, if you're a social media degenerate, and the early signs of being one of those (laughs) is that you make fake accounts, like it's not your picture nor your name. Now, that's not the only thing. There are a lot of people who do that, and they don't ever bother anybody. They just have fun with it and read and get their info and kind of keep it private. But they're not attacking anybody, and that's fine. But that can sometimes be the start because then that anonymity gives you ideas, and you decide, I'm mad, and so I'm going to use this fake account to go after so-and-so and harass, maybe tweet some things or say some things or message some things you shouldn't. Don't be that person that does this over football or because of football. Don't be that person who decides you've got a fake account, so it's okay to go tweeting at your head coach because he lost a game or something. Because if it reaches a certain point, they might find you out. This woman had multiple social media accounts, all of them fake, and they found her. And she faces up to three years in prison and a one thousand dollar fine. Hey, we got some information that came in.
0: The uh, JSU fight song—I've been told now. Okay. Uh, it's uh,
1: Cheer Boys. Okay. Well, it's we're on the, on the. you've got it on the
0: YouTube there if you want.
1: Right. All right. I'm going to find Cheer Boys and we're going to listen to it tomorrow. That's what they play when they score a touchdown. Okay. Good stuff, Roger. For him, for. All of us here, I'm Matt. We'll see you tomorrow in the Farm Bureau studio. See ya! You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.